0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just let's just play. Put that out. It was it was fantastic. So, welcome to the Down and Front podcast. Um, I'm your irregular host, Mike. Um, Warren could not make it this week. He's enriching his brain with classes and stuff. I've already made fun of him for it. He's the worst. He's terrible. Um, joining me, we have a couple folks. We're gonna be. Looking to review Ghostbusters as our main movie um, But let's go around the room and first kind of introduce uh, ourselves what we're drinking and what we've been watching Josh, you want to start? Uh,
1: yeah, I am drinking a Baba black <clears throat> lager from Unite You, may, uh, you tough brewing? I know I've had one of their beers before and I was like, okay, sounds pretty good It's pretty solid tasty um, I've been watching Silicon Valley. I'm almost done with season two. And I am thoroughly enjoying it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, we'll talk about one of the guys that's in our main feature mm-hmm. in a little bit. Uh, but it kind of weirded me out <laughs> seeing him on the screen because I've been watching so much of him. I'm like, it's okay. Um, did, you, did you watch The Office? Uh, like scattered episodes. I never kept up with it. So So just
0: on him... He originally showed up um, in The Office playing this character, Gabe, who he's basically played in every single other role he's been in. Very funny character, so I literally don't know his name in Silicon Valley because I call him Gabe. His name's Jared. Yeah, and when he shows up in... Or
1: he's the old Jared, so he's O.J. Or yeah. original characters. Yeah.
0: Or yeah. They call him O.J. <laughs> yes. I honestly don't even remember that. But but when he shows up in Ghostbusters, I was like,
2: ah, it's Jared again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all oh, right, oh, 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 Gabe. Sorry. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, what I love about the dude is he has the best way of delivering the most morose and insane lines in the driest way. I yeah. just love it. He's made a whole career out of doing that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, keep, Pretty funny, dude.
0: <laughs> keep it up. The uh, I, I finished watching the third season. It uh, totally got overshadowed being the after Game of Thrones show. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I thought that they had a very, very good third season. Um, maybe when you finish up, we'll talk a little bit more about it. Yep. Brylon, what do you uh, first introduce yourself and what are you drinking? What are you watching?
2: Hi, uh, I'm Brylon. I'm back. I know y'all miss me. Uh, I'm drinking the wine tonight since Warren's not here, so somebody's got to fill in for that. And I am drinking a Nobilo Sauvignon Blanc 2014 from New Zealand. And it tastes like some grapes. I like that. It's pretty cool. Uh, But um, what I've been watching recently is I just finished watching the new Netflix series Stranger Things. And since we're going to be talking about a movie that harkens back to the 80s, this is a TV show that definitely has a lot of homage to 80s-style movies and sci-fi and genre details. Best way I can describe Stranger Things, is like if John Carpenter made Stand By Me or The Goonies. Hmm. And it's a phenomenal show. I mean, I definitely recommend everybody watch it. The acting's great. The story is very nice type uh, sci-fi horror story that's told that you gonna be extremely satisfied with everything that happens and one thing they do well that's very difficult is the child actors in it they knock it out of the park these will be some of your favorite child actors like if you ever watch the sandlot and like those kids you're gonna fall in love with these kids just as much so everybody like, needs to go see it's it.
1: like uh, warren with the uh, jurassic world kid right
2: yeah it's, it's exactly <laughs> like how yeah. Warren just
0: loves... Yeah. <laughs> I believe he also shows up in Iron Man 3, and that's <clears throat> Warren's favorite character in the Marvel Cinematic Mu- Universe as I, well. That's what, what I've heard. Absolutely. Um, so, anyways, in terms of this, uh, what I've been watching and drinking, um, I'm drinking right now a Porch Rocker. It is about 1,000 degrees uh, over in the northeast right now, um, and we had to kill all the fans uh, to get a cleaner recording. Um... I just think that Porch Rocker, Sam Adams, definitely a killer summertime beer. In terms of what I've been watching, uh, I wanted to do a whole review on this and I just couldn't get enough people to really see it. It's not really widespread in theaters, uh, but I recently saw The Lobster um, and I absolutely loved it. It's probably... Um, it's up there with like Deadpool with the funniest movie of the year. And I think that In terms of wit, it actually stands above Deadpool and like whatever stupid comedies they've released lately um, in that the jokes weren't actual jokes. They were just all situational British humor, which I thought was incredibly well set up. Like they they had this overlying narration that would often repeat or the characters would repeat what the narration would say and would go back and forth and just, like, the absurdity of all the situations. I thought it was also pretty heartfelt, too, where, like, they really drew out the absurdities of, like, dating in the 21st century. Um, highly recommend it. It was at, I think, Sundance or Cons, and it won a whole bunch of awards for Best Comedy there. I heard it's, a lot
1: about it, and I really wanted to see it. I just never made the time to do it a lot of
0: It's really, really good. It's It makes you think. It Like, it's one of those movies that... Um, Deadpool, and actually, the movie we're about to talk about actually made me laugh out loud during the theaters, which is always a good thing to to happen.
2: Absolutely, and it also has Colin Farrell in. Man. I think he's done some really cool stuff recently. I honestly, he did a he did a great job, like
0: going from like the hot Colin Farrell from the late two thousands, you know, playing like the leading man roles where he's like the sexy action star to like this. Overweight dude with a weird mustache and low self esteem, mm. and he, he knocked it out of the park with it. Um, their character development was amazing. Mm. Um, so cool. What's her? Uh, Rachel uh, Vice is also in it, and oh, she is she plays that role like v- incredibly. Um, highly recommend it. So um, this is the way I like to structure these things. I know me and Warren go back and forth kind of on our overall. Uh, Personally, I like to just jump right into spoilers, so uh, we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters for for the remainder of the podcast. If you haven't gone to see it, stop this. What are you doing listening to it? Uh, Go watch the movie if you want to, or if you like reading the internet, don't, and just, I don't know, wait till we review Born in a couple weeks. Um, So it's definitely spoilers. Um, Let's start off with this. Let's start off with the wins. Let's go on a positive note here. Uh, Bryant. What do, you, what do you think was a win?
2: Uh, I think Kate McKinnon, McKinnon was definitely a win. Uh, to me, she felt like the most like a Ghostbuster. Uh, and I can't really separate comparing this to the previous Ghostbuster. I've tried hard, but I have to compare it to like, what would a Ghostbuster look like in the modern day? And Kate McKinnon's character really does that for me. It's almost like she made a live-action version of... Who's um, the doctor, Rick or Morty? Uh, Rick. Rick. So she's sort of like a live-action female I don't Rick. know
1: if she's as crazy as Rick. Probably not as but crazy, she, but she has, she has
2: some very unique mannerisms.
1: Well, I mean, obviously she was the Egon, and that I thought she did a pretty good job with being kind of quirky, but a little more over-the-top than Egon was, because right. Egon was just kind of nerdy. Um, so I, I enjoyed Kate McKinnon, too.
2: Yeah, and also the supporting uh, cast, like Andy Garcia, for his, for his part as the mayor, I really liked him. Mm-hmm. He had some really good play off of the um, Ghostbusters in that role where he's like, yeah, I support you, but I really don't. And so that was really cool. Cecily was great in that, too.
0: Is that she, the she, name of the PR lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, an SNL alum. Oh, okay. uh, I forget what her last name is. It's Something less unique than Cecily. <laughs> um That's funny, uh, because I actually had in my criticisms, not to jump immediately into criticisms two minutes (laughs) after Introducing Wins, uh, I went the complete opposite way on Kate McKinnon. Um, I thought that she had one funny line at the end of the movie, and the rest of it for me was overblown. Now, I will concede, I hadn't thought of this before, that you're right, she probably is the closest thing to an old school Ghostbuster. Just for me, the character didn't work. I just thought her lines were like forced and.
1: Uh, Just when I think you were talking about Cecily Strong.
0: Cecily Strong, yeah, Strong's not a is unique. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, I just I thought I thought she was forced in a lot of ways, and there was just like, I don't know, I just, I just didn't like the character.
2: Yeah, you you bring up an interesting point because I find that a lot of the jokes in this movie, I found they were either just like nonsensical rambling or I just didn't understand it like one example is the whole wig or the hat thing I was like I don't really understand this but you're still entertaining me Hmm. and so it kind of still went along so I thought they got uh, a a base of humor really well with the movie at least for the first two thirds
1: well I think that was part of my win was that they were genuinely funny one liners so it was just like every couple minutes they were hitting you with something that would make (laughs) you laugh Literally out loud, right? Yeah. Like the dude flipping I mean, the bird. Yeah, the I don't know if I've laughed that this hard in a movie since Deadpool.
0: Go okay. to Lobster. <laughs> yeah, lobster yeah, might be one. Um, but I, th- I think you're you're right in terms of uh, in terms of this. We were talking about about it right before the podcast, and kind of going back to the um, Silicon Valley reference. I thought one of the best things that they did was they started off without any of the Ghostbusters. And I think they did a good job introducing us to the new team, kind of layered throughout, much like the Avengers movie did, where it gave us Iron Man into Cap, into, you know, it's like you got to know each one of them in a team-up movie. Um, I thought the best thing was that they started it with, uh, with, with Gabe, Uh, from The Office, and I think that, like, he played this quirky little role that immediately got you thinking about, oh, this is a Ghostbusters movie, it has the paranormal, we see the slime, we see the dead girl's picture that looked exactly like Vigo, Um, (laughs) but it's, it's, yeah, oh, it's the only thing I can think of, and, like, because it's, it's Gabe and I find his style of humor very enjoyable, it immediately, like, broke down the, like, oh, this movie's gonna suck because I read about it on the internet.
2: (laughs) Yeah, one of my favorite lines, and shout out to Chris Hemsworth because he kills it too. Yeah. And uh, when he talks about how (laughs) aquariums are submarines for fish. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, that had me rolling when I heard that. Yeah, that's a great line. And the whole interview of him for the job is fantastic.
0: I thought my biggest win of this movie was Chris Hemsworth. I think that the... The women on their own were funny. Um, I'll have more on that later, but I thought they were funny. But every single time that man opened his mouth, I was bawling in my chair with <laughs> laughter. Like, for me, the funniest one that was, uh, and this is like, it's this, they completed the joke at the end, which is amazing. Um, they, the whole, like, which one makes me look more like a doctor. Me playing the saxophone Or me listening to the saxophone And listening to the literally him Holding up to the ear Like I was crying when that happened The other thing and I don't Just know if, The other pictures at the end of the pre- Well, yeah. The funniest part was they have a picture of him with a stethoscope As a doctor <laughs> Like he literally had a picture of him As a doctor Like I I <laughs> I thought that was, like, every single time that man opened his mouth, and and, and it was great because it was great direction by the the writers and the directors that they, you know, they constantly were, you know, like, making him uh, hearken upon his beefcake status. You know, when, like, Rowan takes him over, he's just like, oh, my God, I should have worked out more. Like, yeah. like I, I thought it was uh, that self-awareness that was, like, you know, that's really good when you want to see a comedy, like making jokes but also making fun of itself yeah i always love
1: self-referential humor um and there's even another line in there where uh Rowan's in his body and he's like oh oh you mean because of the handsomeness right and it's like
0: yeah i was dying from that um <laughs> uh, i personally hope that they have a heartfelt scene in the first one where uh they kill off kevin uh, I kind of don't want to see that character come back. I think he was a super one-trick pony. He was by far the f- best part about this movie, and I hope they move on for the next one. Like, for me, that would, that would make it more about the girls again. I that would think, be think pretty we need funny. to kill him off.
1: I think we just <laughs> need to, him to be like, oh, he wandered off somewhere. And- well, that's that's <laughs> the thing. I
0: think they could do a <laughs> he he very... He a doctor. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think they could do a very <laughs> funny joke on how he ended up offing himself, and, like, I think, I, you know, and just go forward from there. Uh, uh, even more so than the humor and Chris Hemsworth, I think the pace
1: was really well done. Because, mm. like, it's a solid, brisk, like, hour and a half, and I never felt like it was dragging, except maybe that final fight, which could probably segue us into the the losses or the... the criticisms. Cons, criticisms, yeah. whatever we want to call well, it.
0: Well, let's hold on. I, I want to focus on because I think that... For the most part, I really, I actually really did enjoy this movie, which yeah. I didn't think was so. Um, in terms of like the, uh, I thought like some of the running gags were, were nice. The fact that they always came back and referenced like the Chinese food. I thought it was. I thought it was really like they they actually did a good job setting up payoff jokes. Like at the end when they just filled the whole thing with dumplings and she like freaks out for the opposite reason. Yeah. I I thought I thought that was that was
2: really good. Um, yeah, I wanted to see more of her, but I thought Leslie Jones also did a really good job. Yeah, I had a feeling like she actually became that almost like the unofficial leader and just keeping the keeping everybody else head straight through this crazy time, which was pretty cool when everybody else is like the scientist and Well,
0: on a serious note, like this and this is so I think a lot of the criticism leading into this was that this is a girl power movie for the sake of making a girl power movie cuz that's like what's in vogue with the kids. Is they're all about, you know, the gender equality. So we let's do the even ghostbusters, make a whole bunch of money. Um, and then when they, they came home, they released this like like in the first couple trailers, it looked like Leslie Jones was a black caricature. She like it was it was it was like every stereotype you could do, and I'm actually happy that in the movie she's not that. She's just An actress, you know, playing a very funny role, with one or two moments that they somehow cherry picked for the trailers, and it made it look way worse than it was.
1: The trailers did not do very good justice to the rest of the movie. I think the trailers made me more nervous than just hearing. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's a cool cast." Oh, this trailer's bad. And then when you finally got to the movie, you're like, "Wow, that was actually that was very fun, enjoyable."
0: Yeah. What do you guys think of the? Uh, so this was an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> really well. Leading up to it, what do you think of the animation? Awful. Yeah, I like it though.
1: Terrible. I think it, it, I got what they were going for. Like some of the the ghosts that were more see through, I was like, okay, that's cool. Like that kind of goes back to the original Ghostbusters, and like maybe they want to look, go for a more le- retro look. Um, but Slimer was awful.
0: Yeah, Slimer was bad,
1: and there were a couple other ghosts in there that just did not
0: look good. Like it looked dated already, and I was just. Eh. I actually like the campy. It was cheesy. Is cheesy animation. I actually, from what Jesse was talking about with Deadpool, I liked that it didn't look that great because it kind of just fed into the whole like, oh, this is a campy summer movie that you're just gonna you can go laugh, have a good time with.
2: Yeah, one thing about, I mean, the ghosts from the original Ghostbusters is they all were like. Very unique personalities, like whether it's like the Titanic pulling in and seeing the dead people walk off the Titanic in their period garb, or seeing like the '80s uh, jogger going through the park and having the sweatband on and everything. Yeah. Uh, or my favorite, which is the taxi driver, where he's just burnt to a crisp and has a cigarette in his mouth. And I think that the movie's lacking a lot of that with that with yeah. the effects they chose. Is like everything looks very. Generic, very polished, very antiseptic, which kind of takes like that uniqueness that this is New York City Hmm. and it has a personality of its own. That's one thing that really shines. And the other Ghostbusters movie is that New York kind of plays a part of how that story is told. I
0: think they try to do it with the... with like the... the, They try to do it with with the living instead of the dead. Like having, you know, like the lazy Chinese food delivery guy you know, having, like, the rock show in the middle, you know, showing all, like, the, kind of, like, the, the underground, like, scene to some of these...
1: Or even uh, Aykroyd's cameo as basically that taxi driver. Right,
0: right. Yeah,
2: and, and, and what the fuck's up with the big dragon bat ghost? I mean, how, what is he a ghost of? Yeah. Or <laughs> even, like,
1: the, the big balloons, the, like, Macy's Day balloons. No, the ghost I see, I like, I
0: like that. I thought that was Unless kind of...
2: just possessed balloons.
0: Yeah, I thought that was... I thought that... So, I thought that this movie actually did a very good job homaging the old films without letting it get in the way. So, like, again, this goes back to the trailers where everyone saw the Stay Puft Marshmallow in the trailers and thought, Oh my god, here we go again with the Stay Puft Marshmallow. And then in the movie, it, it's just a balloon. And it's just like this great little, like, oh, this was in Ghostbusters. Remember this? Remember this? And then it's gone. You know, it's just like, it's a nice little fan service without getting in the way of the rest of the plot.
1: I think they did do a good job of that. I agree with that.
0: And I think that, I, I don't, I think it was insur- inserted as fan service and fan service only, because uh, you're right, the balloons make absolutely no sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the, the, That weird dragon thing makes even less sense, I will give (laughs) you that. I think they were just trying to make something heavy metal, and that was the closest they can get to Lucifer without actually...
2: Couldn't they get Lemmy's Ghost to pop up? Right, right. (laughs) Too soon, man.
0: (laughs) Too soon. Um, (laughs) Actually, uh, speaking of Ackroyd, I actually think that three out of four cameos that they got were very well done. Um I thought Annie's cameo was amazing, having oh, her yeah. turn and you know, it's just like, oh it's you. Uh I thought that Ernie Hudson's cameo made sense and was very funny. Um it almost it almost like made sense where like he grew up as being like the you know, the straight laced Ghostbuster and then he became like the respectable funeral funeral home. Like, you know, you know, it kind of even worked with his old character. I thought Aykroyd's was amazing. The way he tailed off and said, "I never gonna go," you know, so he was kind of like driving away.
2: Yeah, I uh, I didn't even realize that was Aykroyd. Oh, really? Until, and yeah. I didn't even realize that was Annie Potts. And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, age does different things to different people. But I definitely when when I heard her voice, exactly. I was like, "Oh, it's Annie!" But yeah. I couldn't really tell that that was Aykroyd when I first saw it. Really.
1: Like yeah. instantly. See, I, yeah, I, I instantly picked up on that one. You didn't like Bill Murray, stuff? So? I didn't like
0: Bill Murray. I didn't. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was misused. It was ham-fisted. Okay. Yeah, they gave him the they gave him the skeptic role from the first Ghostbusters. And I was
1: okay with it until like he actually was brought into the Chinese restaurant and then oh. got killed. Yeah. Because before that, it was like, okay, that's kind of funny. He's just playing that that role of like, yeah, he doesn't believe in ghosts. And then when they brought him in, I was like, okay, now it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Like I'll a, agree with that.
2: He was like a cheesier version of I think his name was Walter Peck, who was like the arch rival of the Ghostbusters yeah. in the first movie. Yeah. And that to me like almost felt like a fan betrayal because it's like here you have Bateman playing the role that he always was against hundred percent I see I will agree that it's
0: if they kept it if they kept it without that Chinese uh food like restaurant and they actually you know didn't throw them out a window then it, it would have worked but the fact he was just in it for too much yeah they just did too much of like hey it's it's Bill Murray it's Bill Murray guys
2: remember him yeah. he was ghostbuster they're trying to like it you hard on the head with like hey right. it's
0: an old Ghostbuster right I mean, right Where is Ackroyd, Aykroyd, Potts and Hudson yeah.
2: Give were like a quick little
0: piece yeah it's like, oh it's good yeah. to see you guys
2: right and the best one was probably um, Harold Ramus's Ramis
0: ghost in the, the scene
2: no, no I'm just kidding no, not Harold Herald Ramis ghost. they didn't they didn't Tupac Harold Ramis <laughs> they had a nice bronze bust of Harold Ramis and I think it like said like Egon Spengler, professor or something, for that school. Oh, really? So, like, he, when they walk out of the uh, the dean's office, that like, gives him the birds and everything. <laughs> Egon Egon's bust is right there. Really? I didn't. I remember I, just, was, I
1: I caught the bust. I didn't see what it said underneath it. Uh, but then they also had the the dedication at the end of the credits. Yeah. That yeah.
0: Was, that
2: was very touching. You know,
0: you know, that was actually a win for me. The credits. The they, credits were awesome. Yeah, they so what they did was uh, they had like a dance number through the whole thing, and then for the last couple minutes they had kind of callbacks. But they also had the continuation on a lot of jokes, like what we were talking about before with uh, with Thor being an actual doc. You know, had a picture of him as a doctor. Like they did, they did a lot of continuation jokes. Um, I you just don't get that in movies. Like I was, I always like when the credit first starts, I always try and Google whether it's worth staying for the after credits. And I put my phone down because the dance sequence kept on going. (laughs) And it literally, there is a post credit scene, and there's literally jokes the entire time. There's no awkward fade to black with credits, and then you just kind of listen to music for four minutes, and then you get a a teaser at the end of it. Like, I thought thought it was well done. Yeah. And it probably cost them no money. It was a green screen and Hemsworth dancing for four minutes.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Should we move on to criticisms?
0: I'm down. Awesome. Um, Brian, we started with you for wins. Uh, let's go with Josh for criticisms.
1: Uh, my first criticism, and probably the one that bothered me the most, was how awful the original music in this movie was. The only good things were like the remixes on the Ghostbusters theme, and then every other piece of music in between was just terrible. Uh, like that rock concert scene... Yeah, like, why
0: couldn't they get an actual band? Yeah, I don't know. Get like Seven
2: Dust or something.
0: <laughs> well, what like what band wouldn't want to be in Ghostbusters? That is a very good question. Uh, but I don't know. Well, that, they had Ozzy. Was,
1: like a yeah, but the cameo.
0: They, yeah, but that's about as much as you're gonna get out of him. <laughs> in. Uh,
1: I don't even remember the rest of the music. I just remember at one point being like, like rolling my eyes. I think it was when they first got in the the made over hearse there was some stupid song playing and I was just like this is
2: yeah like business. some I think it is it, was it like, 41 that did it no it was Fall Out, Boy. Fall Out Boy but they, yeah. had a, they had a
0: dude rap over the middle of it which was like so it, it was like 90's cheesy Like
2: that's what rare. they did 90's music you know and what was weird they started the movie with the smallest part of Ray Parker Jr.'s original Ghostbusters theme you know, yeah. like oh, you're going to play it. That's awesome. And then you cut it off when Ray Parker Jr. pops up. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird.
1: Yeah, that was weird. Uh, we already talked a little bit about the dated CGI. I just... I think it was mostly Slimer. I think... I, I put that on there twice. It's dated CGI and then Slimer. Yeah, Slimer just had... really just threw me out of the whole thing. Because if they had made him look maybe like the original, like it was the puppet and they just did that, I would have probably liked that more than hmm. than what I saw. Um and uh, my other criticism is they i think that they overplayed their gender card just way too often. It was like every couple minutes like, "Oh yeah, we're women and uh, you do you're underestimating us and uh, we are not men." And it's like, "Okay. I get it. Stop beating me over the head with it." Like, I totally agree with you, but I, I think th- they would have made a better point if they had just Played it down like okay, they're women, cool. Yeah, we're gonna move well, on. Well, that's what equality is all about. Where it's yeah. just like
0: it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just like oh cool, they're women Ghostbusters. Let's go kick some bad guys. But yeah, I agree with you. I think it was part of the point they made this movie though, was to like play that up. Again, I don't con- think they needed. To. They, d- they didn't need to. They had they no. had four of the biggest names in comedy. Well, at least three. Let's Miss Jones is. Leslie Jones is growing. She's growing. I wouldn't say... I'd say, like, Kate McKinnon's probably... I would say
2: Kate McKinnon's in that growing phase, too. Chris McCarthy she, and Kristen Waigert yeah, are superstars.
0: right, right. So, like, I don't think they needed to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: sometimes subtlety can impact a lot more than just putting it out on Front Street, so... But, I mean, um, on
1: the opposite side, it was funny to see Chris Hemsworth play up his yeah part of the gender role. Yeah, it absolutely.
2: Really, it was nice to see, like
0: the male eye candy instead of, like, the typical female. Yeah. Yeah! Sexism towards men.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Brian, what are you, uh... What are um, for? I got a lot of criticisms about this movie. Um, one of the big one is I liked all the Ghostbusters except for Kristen Wiig. I think she's either completely wasted or she didn't want to be in this movie. Uh, she starts off pretty solid and you're like, yes, Brandy's smart physics professor that's kind of um, that's kind of like put her past behind her with the ghost uh, interest and it sort of alludes back to Peter Venkman but she doesn't bring the skepticism and she just completely like starts to believe all again when when they see the ghost of the lady in the house um, and by the end of the movie she has some weird scenes that I feel like are out of character, like uh, when she realizes what um, the bad guy's plan is, what's his name, Rowan? Or Rowan? Yeah, yeah, Rowan. Um, that uh, that she goes mass hysteric and like just tries to find the mayor and is like, You gotta save the city, you gotta get everybody out. And like just freaking out, I was like, Maybe your character shouldn't have done that. And it's just kind of weird. And after that scene, she runs out. You don't see her for about 10, 15 minutes. All of a sudden, she shows up, ready to go, ghost-busting, and saves the other three ladies. Now, like, what the hell is this type of cut? This is so <laughs> awkward. And I thought she was just completely wasted. Uh, she didn't really do anything for me. I, I agree with you. The Again, what
0: you said originally, got to compare it to the original. Um, I think that, like, while they were insane... The original Ghostbusters were never hysterical.
2: Yeah.
0: They would come in, barge to the mayor's office, and like make ridiculous demands and make you know all sorts of threats, but they were never they're never pulling a table out the building. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. They were just like, nope, nope, this is how it is. There's ghosts and we must fight them.
2: Yeah, they get they would get arrested and put in jail. Right, right, right. Or yeah. they show up in their underwear, which is weird, but they're still gonna play those straight laced persons. I think that's straight laceness but also bringing the humor. very difficult to balance that, but if you get it, it's a much more satisfying yeah. uh, character, I think. Yeah. But other than that, um, the technology, um, so the proton packs and everything, I just didn't like the design of them. They looked very clunky. They looked, they didn't look as smooth as the old ones. And I think the old ones, especially the, uh, the ghost trap, the older one looks much better than this weird, big-ass cylinder they have as a ghost trap. And it and they completely lost me when they went away from the science that they established as part of the proton packs. Is they're there to actually capture ghosts and rein them in, sort of like lassos. And then they're just going around shooting ghosts until they just explode. And they're just piles of slime everywhere. And to me, that was just... I couldn't, go, I couldn't roll with that. That was just too much for me to just like say, oh, we're just going to throw all this shit out the window and we're going to make the Proton Packs just do whatever we want for the action. So I actually,
0: I kind of disagree with one point and then uh, get where the movie's coming from in another. I actually liked that the Proton Packs looked ugly because it made it seem like they were built in an underfunded, third-rate college basement. Like, I or think... A
2: Chinese restaurant.
0: Right, right. I, I actually liked how they didn't look that good and they looked janky, because it was their first attempt. It was Kate McKinnon's crazy character making this on her own, like, own will with her own, like, found parts. So that was... To me, that was fine. Um, the... I think the I get where they're coming from with the whole new weapons, Uh, not necessarily what they do, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about that in a second. But at least with the new weapons, where if they came out and made another hour and a half, two hour long movie, and the only thing they showed you was a proton pack and a ghost trap, people like oh well, you just did nothing. Like they had to one up the original ones and introduce new ways of catching and getting to ghosts. And I
2: like that they have variety. It's just when they focus on the proton packs being things that can kill ghosts. Right. That's when it just kind of lost me. The one
0: big thing that I had with this was that stupid fight scene against the Pilgrims. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, cool, it's 2016, we need a big set-piece action sequence.
2: In slow-mo.
0: In slow-mo. And it was dumb. To me, that was the low point of the movie. And And it's funny because that was like right before the, you know, the the pinnacle of that, but to me, that was, oh, it just, it didn't, it didn't need to be there. It was a fun, like, funny, well-paced movie. It didn't need an action sequence at all. The most action we got in the originals was, like, crossing the beams, which they didn't even do. Which I'm hoping they're, they're, they'll save for the next one and we'll actually get relive that moment again, but whatever. Um, I, it's just like, it just didn't... You didn't... They were... they. The Ghostbusters were always someone who beat their enemies with their mind and their eccentricities rather than, like, their sweet jump-kick action moves.
2: Yeah, they were going with a game plan. Their whole thing wasn't like, how do we capture each and one of these ghosts? How do we how do we kill the source? And they eventually get to that in this movie with the nuclear bomb on the top of the Act-01, but they, they still say, all right, let's fight through 100 ghosts before we do that, too. Right. It was just completely pointless.
0: Yeah, it made no sense. It was literally just so they could have a set-piece action, action sequence. Right. Which...
1: <clears throat> which was disappointing.
0: Yeah. They don't it
1: need it. It's Ghostbusters. That whole final act is not... It just felt off for the rest of the movie. Because the rest of the movie was like, okay, this is kind of cool. This is a Ghostbusters movie. And then that felt like a 2016 action movie. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, it's just, it's just yeah. weird. Except for
0: when they confronted Rowan as Chris Evans. For that brief little minute when they're in the hotel lobby, Yeah. Uh, you know, heading to the after-after party, <coughs> um, and Chris Evans is taunting them, that's very funny. And then as soon as he leaves it and he goes back to like the... Chris alias
2: Hemsworth. of
0: the Chris Hemsworth, Matt Evans. yeah. yeah. I'm Chris <laughs> Chris
2: sorry, uh, and then, then they go to Captain America.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get to the uh, they get to the what's it called the the alias for the Stay Puft Marshmallow and like the super sized ghost, which I actually liked. Really, I I liked how they made it the cute little ghost symbol that we saw earlier in the movie and back in the eighties covers. You know when you had a VHS cover, yeah, and then they blew it up and made it scary.
2: I just felt that was so cheesy to take that logo of the Ghostbusters and make it a big giant bad guy. I thought it, it was appropriately cheesy. Right. It was 80s yeah. cheesy. Uh, and it also it, was, it, it, it just didn't <clears throat> work. It familiar.
0: played off for me at least it played off the whole like at least with the Stay Puft where I think of something like nice and then they all look at each other and <laughs> you realize that the nice thing was a 200 foot tall Stay Puft marshmallow that could destroy everything.
2: Yeah, or maybe they were just, like, trying to underhandedly say, like, hey, we gotta live up to this giant thing from the past. Well, I thought they, they I thought took something secondary. that
0: was kind of cutesy from the past and distorted it. You know, yeah. something that you originally recognized and go, oh, that's adorable, and then just made it disgusting. But it was still dumb how they beat them. Yeah. Proton packing him in the balls was dumb. <laughs> it was
1: another one of those, like, gender things, you know, like, really, we're, we're gonna do this? yeah. This is completely
2: unnecessary. Uh, did y'all like Rowan as a bad guy? Like, no, I mean, really. that he was just a random dude that got obsessed with her book.
1: I don't mind that so much. Uh, I mind more that he was a weird character caricature of the goofy, like, picked-on kid. And, like, they made him too weird. And I was like, okay, this is just, he's not believable.
2: Yeah, he was, he was sort of like a shitty version of the bad guy from The Incredibles, almost. Where he's just obsessed with that, the ghost paranoia science behind it. And he just reverse engineered it to actually make ghosts instead of capture ghosts.
0: I, w- I would have almost loved it if they, they like, Kaiser associate him a little bit more. And didn't have the reveal that it was him until a little later in the movie. When you, like, kind of knew who your bad guy was and they were... Because cause if they did this, they could cut all the scenes that they're like, this guy's weird, he's a loner, he does things that make me feel awkward. Like, they could have cut all those scenes and then kind of yeah. like, oh, that's the that's the guy that was hanging out in the back of all those scenes. I, I know why he looked familiar. That would have been pretty cool. That would have been cool. I, I agree with both of you. I will say that the actor playing the dude played the part really well. I thought he delivered the lines he was given in a very convincing and creepy and weird way. I agree, though he had nothing to work with. <laughs> yeah. It was like a, it was like all right, this character again. Yeah,
2: yeah, the script the script for like for plotting was kind of all over the place too. So
0: yeah, I think my kind of one last little criticism besides me ever later, living hating Kate McKinnon's character and that stupid battle was uh, the. Chemistry between uh, Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy. I thought that they were funny on their own, but literally Kristen Wiig had better chemistry with Will Ferrell in a Lifetime movie. Like, it, <laughs> and that's a real statement. Like, go check it out. It's like one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, like, there, there was just no chemistry between them. Every single line they delivered felt like they were just they weren't in the same room and they were just talking to a green screen. And there was just no playoff banter I, I don't know I, th- I think I thought it could have worked I thought that they like
1: I almost don't know if that was a problem between them or if that was with the script is that they were supposed to be like oh you have this wedge driven between you and so you've got to act weird and distant with each other
2: yeah and they never earn like their time back it's just like as soon as Chris and Wig get slimed it's like oh I'm back to you Abby I'm your friend now
0: yeah yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, it felt off the whole movie. And, I mean, we're mostly likely going to get a sequel on this one. Uh, I have no idea what its numbers are over opening weekend. I can't imagine it's killing it, but I also don't think it's doing badly.
2: I think it made about $36 million opening weekend. Okay. Which, it was solid, but it was, it was beat out by a Secret Life of Pets. Okay. Uh, which it doesn't also, surprise me. The Pets got to go see something. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: also uh, didn't get released in China, which is going to get... Killed on its numbers
2: with the with the end credit stinger, and with uh, Patty saying what is Zool? Mm. that that I mean I they still kept me interested enough to say I do want to see this group, and see how do they play with the Zool character. So let's
0: let's let's go there. So um, let's talk about kind of our conclusions. Let's talk about first of all grades, and I think that ties into. Obviously, if you give it an F, you don't want to see another one of these. But so right. I guess we can talk about future, and then as a last little like thing with this, let's also talk about the legacy that these films have. It's been 20 years since we've seen a Ghostbusters film, um, and a lot of times this may be like the first time people are getting into this this world. So, what do you think it has the effect on like younger kids going back and watching these old movies and kind of how they would feel about them? Um, Brown, start
2: with you. Uh, Well, I see the original Ghostbusters is definitely a movie of its time. It's very 80s. It's very New York-driven. But it's still one of the greatest comedies, but also at the same time, one of the best horror movies as well. Um, I was reading an article where they made a great point where you could take all the comedy out of the original Ghostbusters movie, and you could still be scared shitless. And I think that's one of the things that... I mean, it did really well. It was just a very unique group of people coming together that made this original idea that kind of just mingled genres together. And I think that's why people are so loyal and so obsessed with it, who grew up with that. It's definitely one of the first movies I saw as a kid. And when there's that opening library scene, that's one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life, is that librarian, when she just screams at them, and they just run out. And the cool thing is, like next moment how they run out all goofy like it's really funny so you're not sure your your mind is going two different ways and it does that really well throughout the whole movie and it's a very quotable movie too you can actually pull like quotes from that movie anytime you want this Ghostbusters film it's definitely i mean it just came out so we don't know if it's going to hold up with fans that way is there going to be a fan base for this series I mean, I want there to be, because I'm just kind of interested to see, like, how people today would interpret what Ghostbusters is about. And, but I think they start off on, like, kind of a rough footing, but um, if they are able to bring something like Zoll back, which was the main um, bad guy in the first Ghostbusters movie, um, and play around with that a little bit, not necessarily copy the dogs or copy, like, the big pyramid at the top of the apartment, Uh, try to bring some type of originality, something modern to it. I'm really interested to see what they would do with that. Hmm. What was your grade? Uh, My grade for it? um, I'm going to say C plus, B minus. Um, It definitely starts off really well. I definitely like how they start to build the team. The last third just very... It's just like a full stop in a car wreck to me, and it definitely loses me at that end. Um,
1: I guess I'll go next. Sure. Uh, so I'll start with my grade. I'm going to go with a B. I thought it was a solid uh, summer comedy action flick. Um, I don't, I think you're right about the scariness of the originals, and this one had like a few quick moments where it was like jump scares, but I don't think it did as good of a job. Uh, building on that um, having said that for the legacy I think that this is good for um, I know I talked earlier about how they beat you over the head with the gender but I think this is good for representation so the, the young girls out there who never saw you know the original Ghostbusters they think that they have it in their mind that they can be a Ghostbuster too so I think that's good to include everybody and then they can go back and watch the originals and see how it all got started. Um, I know my sister actually was pretty much obsessed with Ghostbusters when we were younger. Um, that's which was funny. <laughs> um, but I think it's good that they kind of made this team instead of having, you know, Oh, your uh, your receptionist is the only girl around. Cool. Like, mm. that's all they can do. Um, so I think that was... Uh, I think it's overall pretty solid. I enjoyed it. I enjoy. It. I'll probably watch it again just because it's funny
0: and and fun to watch. Cool. Yeah. Uh, first off, starting with my grade, I'd, I'm probably gonna cut right between you guys. I I'd, I'd probably say P minus, maybe that weird eighty four where it's like kind of B depending on who who's grading it. Um, I I enjoyed it. Like it wasn't the best movie I've seen. It wasn't the funniest movie I've seen. You know this year, but like. I had a good time with it. Like Josh said, it was a great summer summer flick. Just go hang out with. Um, I agree with you. I thought that it was nice to see a little bit of change just in general on Hollywood. Um, I would have loved it if they had a little bit better connection. But maybe that's just because these writers aren't used to writing for... For women. You know, like, that, that legitimately could be a thing. Um... I, I'm kind of excited to see where they go. I had a good time with it. Um, I think in terms of overall legacy, uh, I hadn't considered I kind of forgot I't seen the original Ghostbusters in a, a couple of years. Uh, I kind of forgot that they were kind of scary and I think that this one definitely dropped that ball. like it was definitely a comedy rather than like this weird crossbeat breed. If anything, because' of that one stupid scene at the end, it was like comedy action flick because of one stupid scene that should have never have been included but I think that the big thing that like all these neckbeards uh, you know <laughs> trolling out those like men's rights you know like forums yeah. were basically saying like it's gonna ruin the original Ghostbusters and this is kind of what I was, I was thinking about with Legacy like it doesn't it doesn't it holds it doesn't. up it completely holds up with the the original ones it's I don't think it's challenging them for supremacy of what you think of uh, when you think of a Ghostbuster, but I also don't think that like people are never going to watch the old movies because they watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, and so. they,
2: they might have made a smart move of disconnecting this story from the original one, mm-hmm. not having like tiebacks to it, and just having it be like, this is Ghostbusters, this is the beginning, and have it play through and see where they can take it. Yeah. That gives them a lot more freedom to just Stretch around and see what can they do with these characters. What can they do to bring more compelling stories, more scarier moments, and, they can update more funnier them. things. They don't have to
0: do what they did with uh, with Red Dawn, where it's like they just changed the the name of the invading army yeah, to a shot mass- by shot remake. Yeah, <laughs> but where they can like they can take stuff you kind of know but update it to like more relevant situations. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Well done. It's kind of how I like my meats. So, uh, thanks for listening today. Um, we've been the Down and Front Podcast. Uh, joining me, uh, I'm Mike, your host. Uh, joining me to my left is my good buddy, Josh. Good night all. And my good pal, Bryland. Thank you for having me again. Bryland, uh, why don't you give yourself the, uh, the shout-out to where we can find you for your own works?
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bryland. Apparently, I should spell that for y'all. It's B-R-I-L-U-N-D. <laughs> all
0: right. Cool. Um, if you have any questions about what you're hearing, we'd love to interact with all of our fans, uh, the Ryan Dowds of the world. Um, please reach out to us. You can email us at downinfrontpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com. Uh, you can also tweet at us because we have a tweeter. Uh, it's at underscore D-I-F-P. Um, If you want to see kind of other things for the, like the what we've been watching segment, but more in like a text-based format, definitely follow us uh, or subscribe to us down on uh, downinfront.reddit.com. If you want, you can go through the uh, podcast store on iOS. We are also on Stitcher for anyone who is using an Android device. Um, I think that's about it for this week. Uh, Check back. We'll have a couple more reviews coming up shortly. Bye. Good
2: night. Bye. Bye. and see.